Good morning and welcome to the daily, uh, I guess this is kind of a weekly ding. Happy Friday, everybody. We have all the latest coming from the NBA suspension amid the coronavirus pandemic. I'm your host, Dave DeFore, joined by my man, Wozni Lambre. Lambre? Lambre. Uh, you know, so funny. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the it should be Lambre, the right? The ethnic way, yes, would be, it's actually Lambre. <laughs> That's uh-huh. how you would say it in French, but you know, yeah. <laughs> we, we, I love rolling, throwing you a curve. We're, we're rolling with the punches here. Lambre is definitely is definitely the Yankee way to say it. There's, there's no there doubt go. about that. And we got Andrew Schlecht over there pushing buttons, making sure we sound good. Before we get into the show, just want to remind everybody you can still take advantage of our 30 day free trial at theathletic.com slash daily ding. You can get all the best from our wonderful team of writers across all sports and use the comment section on the app and in the articles and let us know how you like them, how we're doing, ask questions. We're, we're checking them all the time. Coming up on today's show, Kyrie Irving does not support the players going to Orlando and seating in the bubble might not matter. But first, Waz, we got a sneak peek at the NBA's return to play plan for Orlando. Our own Sham Sharania obtained a 113-page document detailing the plan for the return and safety measures that will take place in Walt Disney World. The NBA is in Phase 1, and this lasts until June 22nd. Uh, It involves players working out uh, on a voluntary basis at teams' facilities. They are supposed to be at home self-quarantining, I suppose, was. I know foreign players were returning this week. Next week starts phase two, starting on the 23rd, and that is where teams will begin the mandatory COVID-19 testing of all players and staff, and I believe that is daily. Waz, how do we feel about the the players all, you know, the foreign players coming back, guys who have been out of market for this entire time coming back? Uh, There's got to be a little bit of concern there with just the, the, the actual logistics of travel. Look, there's six weeks before this July 31st launch date. So I think this is a nice time to start easing guys back in, getting guys to be able to go into facilities and meet with their respective team trainers and nutritionists, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's important to start ramping up as we get start rolling downhill towards July 31st. So I, I'm not, and if guys end up testing positive, like my man Zeke Elliott on the Cowboys, there's enough time in order to get quarantined or at worst get treated for any medical ailments, what have you, um, between now and the July 31st date. Exactly. I think the goal is to show up in Orlando. Everyone's been tested for weeks and to have no positive tests starting day one. Like, that has got to be the goal. That's the safest way to do it. And I think giving them this two-week buffer is a great way to get a head start on that. Essentially, if you're going to be in Orlando, your tests are going to start ASAP. And that's the only way to do it safely. Uh, Phase three starts July 1st. Head coaches will be able to uh, participate in and observe workouts. And then phase four. And this is what we're really all waiting for. That's... July 7th to 11th, when teams start to arrive in Orlando, once they get there, you have to have two negative tests at least 24 hours apart. Everyone is going to be isolated in their rooms until those two negative tests return. That's going to be tricky. Yeah, you know, I think what people need to understand and to just keep this at the front of your mind throughout this entire process is that 
and I've said this over and over over the past few weeks, everybody's coming back because of money. So the plan, um, everything that falls out of that number one goal, getting the money, is, is secondary, right? Like the safety precautions, all of that is going to be sloppy. All of it is going to be not pristine or perfect or look good um, from the outside looking in from guys like me and you, Dave, who won't be there in Florida. Right. Or actually, will you be there, Dave? No, I'm not going to Florida. Okay, who no. won't be there in Florida, right? Um, I think what people need to understand, and, and you know, this will sound like long-winded or whatever, but like... Sure, LeBron and Chris Paul and 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 uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. These guys might otherwise be hooping somewhere if there was no NBA, right? Um, but the right. reason why they're in a covenant or a partnership with James Dolan and Tillman Fertitta and the Bus family and the Chesapeake people who about to go bankrupt over there in Oklahoma City. The reason why they're in a business partnership with them is to make money. That partnership yields dollars for both sides. And so that's why all of this happens. That's the point of the NBA. So people need to understand that and not be put off by the fact that the money is taking precedent over maybe health concerns or PR concerns because the money is the point of everything that is happening when you when you watch the NBA, right? And so I just want people to understand that, our listeners to understand that when I say that. And so all that being said, yeah, man, it's shaky. <laughs> this is shaky. Um, the bottom line is the healthiest thing to do as far as the NBA and games returning would be to not have any. Would be to punt right. the season, cancel it, and focus on making next season as safe as humanly possible. But we don't live in that world. You know, people have bills. Uh, money is a big motivator. And the players themselves, the people who I'm most concerned with, quite frankly, stand to make collectively $650 million. That's not an insignificant sum of money. And so that's why we're going to Orlando. That's why... <laughs> We're trying out this quarantine bubble. That's why we're having this clunky-ass playoff three, four months after the fact. That's why. So the league is requiring face masks at all times, except for when you're eating or working out or in your own room or essentially in your own space. Uh, obviously, physical distance measures of six feet or more will be in place, just like the, the stuff that we've all been hopefully doing in our regular lives. And also starting January 7th, the league will resume PED and diuretic testing. They will not be testing for recreational substances. Waz, do you, do you think that that's going to stay? They're just going to stop testing for recreational drugs? I would hope so. If, if, yeah. this were, uh, if, we, if, if the league is as progressive and as not anti-black as they claim to be, they would get rid of this. I think the entire reason for the weed... The weed tests um, going back. I mean, just anti-drug posturing in America all stems mm -hmm. from racial bias. Like just mm -hmm. the history of anti-drug policy in this country has its roots in racism and racial bias. Um, the NBA is no different. It's this idea that these young black men um, were selling this product to uh, pr an overwhelmingly white audience. We want to sort of project a league that's quote unquote clean, that these aren't a bunch of guys sitting around smoking weed all day, breaking the law. But as um, weed has become decriminalized and full blown legalized all around the country, 
I think the justification for this becomes more and more shakier as the years go by, Dave. And so, yeah, I would love to see the league um, get rid of this dr- the weed testing that was born out of bullshit racial insensitivities in the first place. I mean, Major League Baseball, well known for its progressiveness, uh, has stopped <laughs> testing for, for marijuana. So, you know, it's time to jump on board. Everybody, smelling good is important, especially in quarantine, especially if you have a significant other that you're quarantining with. You've got to smell good, and Hawthorne smells really good. Getting Hawthorne cologne is beyond easy. Uh, let me tell you this. Put it on for my girlfriend. She could not stay away from me. Not in the sense of something creepy happening, but she was just like, you finally smell good. This is incredible. And I just told her it's a natural scent. I didn't even tell her I was cheating using Hawthorne, but I was. You can get it for yourself. You can get it for Father's Day. You get a perfect gift for your dad. You can take a quiz for someone else. You can find out ways to get the Hawthorne product. Not only can you get cologne, guys, this is the cheat code. One, they have a face cleanser. You want to make sure your face is clean, right? You want to make sure your face is free of all those nasty oils that bring out breakouts and all that stuff. The face cleanser is incredible. And then we're all washing our hands like crazy, right? You're washing your hands when you go outside and come back in. You're washing your hands throughout the day, probably 15, 20, 30, 50 times a day. You're washing your hands in today's environment. So get that hand cream, relieve all those cracks, relieve the dry skin, get the Hawthorne hand cream so you get the cologne, you smell good, the face cleanser, you're clean, and the hand cream so your hands don't hurt anymore. It's the best way to treat yourself. By the way, you can get it all by going to Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E at the end and .co, not .com. Hawthorne.co and use the promo code ATHLETIC to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co and use promo code ATHLETIC to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co. Smell good, be clean, keep your hands proper. Uh, Phase 4B, which happens sort of in conjunction with Phase 4 as teams are arriving and going through the the testing period and isolation period uh teams will be able to start engaging in group workouts practices weight training meetings other normal team activities uh they're going to continue the testing obviously throughout the entire time players will then be able to actually socialize with other players uh the rules being that that you can only do this with people who are staying in the same hotel as you but you still need to maintain physical distancing. A lot of this is going to be self-policing, which, you know, again, it's not a perfect plan. This is more of a net than a bubble, we should say, because there's going to be a lot of people moving in and out. The Disney employees, possibly employees of the league, even going in and out was there. There is no perfect plan, but we couldn't we shouldn't let perfect be the enemy of good here. There's a lot of good. I, I think so. And and I think mainly what I think is good is the ability to test these guys on a very regular basis. And you add that with the sort of acquired knowledge that we've all had as, we, as we've been living this national nightmare of ways to be as cautious as possible as far as the spread of this thing. You know, when it comes to masks, when it comes to washing your hands, sanitizing stuff. Um, I think when you add those two factors in, you know, we got a plan that's pretty good, all things considered, if we're going to play the games. Again, the best plan would be to not play at all and not put people at risk. But if we're going to play these games, uh, I'm, I'm not mad at the plan that, 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 that they put together. Again, guys have six weeks to ramp up to this. 
and and everybody sort of has an understanding about how serious the threat is. And so, you know, I'm I'm satisfied with the plan for sure. Phase six starts July 30th, and that's what we're all waiting for. That is when they actually start to play the games. Teams are going to play eight seeding games to finish the regular season. Then a play-in tournament, if necessary, for the eighth seed in each conference. Once that's done, so if you're eliminated, if you're not making the playoffs, you will immediately leave the campus. Now, this was actually one of the funnier things to come out of this. They based the hotel on your seeding. Your playoff seating. So the Grand Destino, which is actually closest to the arena, and I think that this is how they did it, closest to the arena has your higher seeds, Bucks, Lakers, Raptors, Clippers, Celtics, Nuggets, Jazz, and Heat. The Grand Floridian, excuse me, Thunder, 76ers, Rockets, Pacers, Mavs, Nets, Grizzlies, Magic, and the Yacht Club, which is now become synonymous with sort of middle of the road Stuck, stuck in no man's land's teams. Blazers, Kings, Pelicans, Spurs, Suns, Wizards. Was immediately after this list was released, the Bucks, Robin Lopez, offered to trade to go to the Yacht Club. That tells me the league got this wrong. If we're thinking it as far as like the nicer hotel, <laughs> that's who they should have consulted for this entire. They could have had the Lopez brothers. Just build the entire Disney part of this plan. I, I, I do think that that was a, a mistake on the NBA's part. And it's hard for our listeners, many of our listeners to understand because they've never stayed at the Ritz-Carlton or, or, the, Beverly, um, the, Hill t- or the Beverly Hills Hotel or any of these, you know, ultra fancy hotels, you know, four-star hotels that NBA players are used to staying at. And that that's why this is... This is important because the accommodations, man, is where, you know, teams get to separate the comfort, like how comfortable these guys are or get to be in between games. And so I know it's like we're laughing about this, but because there's a lack of a home court advantage and, you know, this is all neutral court stuff, I I, I think this matters more than, than people think. And I think the NBA should have probably put a bit more thought into um, how they would divvy this stuff out. And they, they were never going to get it perfect or or make everyone happy. But it is a funny, like, at least it is a funny thing for us to talk about. Something that's not funny, and I respect Kyrie Irving for doing his job. Friday night, according to our Shamsarania and his sources, Kyrie Irving led a call with 80 NBA players. Irving stated, I don't support going into Orlando. I'm not with the systematic racism and the bullshit. Something smells a little fishy. Whether we want to admit it or not, we are targeted as black men every day we wake up. Was Kyrie is doing his job, and I don't disagree with what Kyrie is saying. It, it feels a little bit... I understand people that, are, that have their reservations because of the messenger, but it doesn't mean that he's wrong. No, substantively, what Kyrie is communicating rings quite true to me in the sense that we think of these guys as athletes but they're entertainers and so the idea that you would go out and entertain like I see people talking about oh they're not supposed to go to work all right they're not janitors (laughs) they're not construction workers they're not nurses or doctors these are entertainers okay What they do is they provide a distraction for the American public. The idea that during the 
biggest popular uprising in America in 50 years over black issues that a 70% black league would go out and entertain as people are getting shot in the eye with rubber bullets or just straight up getting shot by police, I can understand the reservations that are brought up from anybody, whether it be Kyrie or anybody. Now, credibility here does matter. Right. Like the concept of credi- credibility is a thing. And, and if we all accept credibility as a concept, Kyrie might be the most imperfect messenger for this message that there is. Also important, the players themselves. Um, I think I saw somewhere 11 out of the 32 team union reps are either first or second year players. The players themselves We're not taking this serious enough as a union. You know, the idea that you would send these young guys as reps, it shows you that you're not taking it serious, right? The people with the least clout on your team are being chosen to be union reps for the teams. That tells you you're giving them undesirable assignments, which you guys view as undesirable. So you guys had reps. You guys were being kept abreast throughout the entire duration of the process, and so at the 11th hour to come, like if I'm Chris Paul, if to hear Kyrie come through at the 11th hour and he claimed and his job is vice president and he was privy to all of the information step by step by step by step every point of the way. Um, hold on now, sir. I can understand why people will find that to be disingenuous. You know, it can be two things at once, Dave. That's what, right. that's what I'm saying. A- absolutely. Like, now, it, like I, I understand the skepticism, but the, the substance of the issue being raised is um, a worthwhile one. And quite frankly, it's something the players should absolutely be talking about. Right. Okay. So do you think that uh, having other players like Dwight Howard, Avery Bradley, and these guys being it publicly – out in front of this makes a difference. Uh, I because I like I haven't seen Kyrie give an interview about this or release a, even a, a you well, know you know it's statement. Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not yeah. gonna see that. I think I think it's important. Yeah, that that the face of the quote and we're calling this the opposition. I hate that. Right, I hate I to know. posit it that way um, when it's not opposition it's like yo let's have this let's have the discourse publicly i don't right you know there's nothing wrong with raising the question even if you yourself are 95 percent sure you're gonna if you're avery bradley you're gonna be with your teammates come july 31st let's talk about this mm-hmm. you know this isn't this isn't this is literally an unprecedented time in our country in our league so why would we not be in a position where yo as much guys are weighing in on this as possible, I don't have any. I think it's important that it go that the voice of this is as diverse as an Avery Bradley, right. a rotational guy. Basically, Avery Bradley's now a veteran in this league, Dave, uh, which shows you yeah. how how old we are. He's a veteran guy, a veteran voice, not a max contract guy. Yes, he should be speaking up too. Twelfth men should be speaking up too. Everybody should be speaking up. Now I, I see this as a a bit of a negotiating tactic to a certain degree. It's a great opportunity. And, and I, and I sometimes wonder about the motivations of, of Kyrie and these guys. And, and maybe that's the motivation. Hey, listen, 
this is going to happen, right? Like we know that this is going to happen because there's too much money at stake. The CBA can be torn up. But if I can just put apply the brakes a little bit, maybe we can get some concessions from the league and team owners and actually put some of our money where our mouths are, right? And we already see that that's working. The Players Association came out with a big statement. The league is is working on some plans. And there are ways that you can amplify the voices uh, you know, the, of the messengers, so to speak, uh, while also having basketball. And I'm not if the if you don't want to play, I'm fully in support of that. Like I, I, I think you know human beings should be able to choose their own path in life. Um, but I also think that there is a little bit of, of uh, strategery to steal a word um, in this as well. And I think it's a good thing. It's a good way to use your leverage for the public good. Hey, I, it's, there's two things here, Dave. Um, one, the will of the people is so strong right now. Like, and by I, the people, I mean people out on the streets are influencing the decisions of major business businesses, governments, corporations throughout the country. Right? Um, I think that matters. Secondly. I'm some I'm somebody who believes that the shell game of capitalism in America has been exposed and laid bare and the trope that we often hear during work stoppages about the players being the ones living check to check and not being able, you know, not having the the savings and not being frugal enough and financially responsible enough to sustain a a work a, a, a prolonged work stoppage that applies to the owners too. These guys are dying to get this thing rolling. They're dying to get some money rolling in. And we've seen it just from the public stuff we've seen. You know, we know what's happening to the oil industry when you think about the Oklahoma City people, the energy industry. Tillman Frittata, or Frittita, excuse me, he took out a $300 million loan at crazy interest rates to sustain himself during the NBA's work stoppage. Like I'd be willing to bet a lot that many of these guys absolutely need the league to come back. And so therefore when you're in this position as the, the, the players, hell yeah, we should try to be get some concession from these cats because they need this shit just as bad. If not more bad or better, <laughs> then worse. we do worse than we do. <laughs> well, <laughs> over <laughs> over at the athletic, our own Kelly Eco had a chance to get an exclusive interview with Austin Rivers. You can check that out at theathletic.com. It was a wide ranging interview. They talked about fatherhood, Austin Rivers' new father. They talked about obviously the social issues going on in America, race. But they also talked about the importance of finishing with a high seed in Orlando. Waz, I want your take on this. Here's a quote from Austin. I think at this point, because home court advantage is out, I think it's just more so about us getting in a good rhythm rather than who we're playing before the playoffs. So Waz, home court advantage is essentially gone. You've got no fans and there's no travel. Does, does the matchup matter once you get to the playoffs? I think it still has to matter. 
Like, you want to get the best of seed you can course, so you can play the worst team. Of course. Yeah. Like, if you're the Lakers, would you rather play Houston or the Pelicans in the first round? Like, that? would you, like, uh, you know, <laughs> if you're the Clippers, would you rather play OKC or Houston in the first round? Like, uh, I mean, yeah, the matchups 100% matter because talent is a thing. <laughs> you know, like, you want to play the least talented teams early on. As you're sort of getting reacclimated and 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 getting this thing rolling, um, now for a team like the Clippers who don't have a home court advantage anyway, no disrespect to the Clipper fans, but I went to every single home game damn near this year. The loudest y'all got was for free chicken. Um, <laughs> I think I think what's most important for the Clippers is definite. I think for the the top end teams, the Clippers, the Bucks, the Lakers. Most important for them is getting into a rhythm. Right. The rest of y'all definitely need to be caring about the matchups that 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 y'all coming up against. Milwaukee, the Clippers and the Lakers are on a tier by themselves. They're better than everybody. As if if they're playing at the peak of their powers, you know, they don't have anything to worry about in these early rounds. Um everybody else needs to worry about the matchup for sure. Yeah, everybody should just be trying to play those teams in the conference finals or the finals. Right. That's it. That, right. That's exactly you. If you're going to lose, at least lose later on. That's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about all of our basketball shows across the Athletic Podcast Network. We've got back to back. We've got no dunks. We got tampering. House of Strauss. We got hoops adjacent with my man Waz and David Aldrich. Plus, we have a bunch of team-specific shows from some of your favorite athletic beat writers like Tim Cato and I doing 77 Minutes in Heaven about the Dallas Mavericks. Don't forget to follow the shows that you like on the app so you get notifications every time a new episode drops. And we've got comments on the podcast now, so go in the app, leave us comments. We're going to be using those for mailbags in the future, so please check it out. Uh, Make sure you tell Zach exactly how you feel about him. We want to know. If you're not a member of The Athletic, you're in luck. You can get all of our podcasts, no ads, plus some great writing from all your favorite athletic writers for a super low price. Get a subscription today at theathletic.com slash daily dink. You never know when we're going to change up these promos, so get in there soon so you can lock in the price. Thank you guys for waking up with us. Waz, it's been a long time. Do you remember what to do? Ding, 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 dongs. <laughs>